This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. If you are somebody who has been looking for a place to rent, you likely know how difficult it can be and it's expensive. I've heard horror stories from people looking for one-bedroom places, apartments, even shared accommodation. Well, in his column just posted in the Vancouver Courier, Michael Geller has written about the idea of home sharing and why there isn't more of it in Metro Vancouver and other parts where the rental rates are just so low. And Michael joins me on the line now to talk more about this. Thanks so much for being with us. It's my pleasure, Jill. Uh, So how did you first start uh, talking about this or or looking into this, uh, the idea of perhaps expanding home sharing? In 1967, my father introduced me to the writing of Edward de Bono, And Edward de Bono was the father of lateral thinking. He encouraged creative thinking. And so I've sort of subscribed to that approach my entire life. And if you think about it, right now, it's very expensive to find accommodation. And yet at the same time, there are literally hundreds of thousands of empty bedrooms in Metro Vancouver. And people, many people would not want to share their house or their bedrooms. Others would if they could find the right person and it was fairly easy to arrange a tenancy. And that got me thinking, what we need are matchmaking services to marry up people looking for accommodation who maybe can only afford to pay, say, $800 a month with somebody who owns a house that has some empty rooms and would be happy to get $800 a month, especially if it also meant that person might help shovel the snow in the winter or whatever. And uh, now we have Airbnb and we have other sorts of VRBO arrangements. So people are starting to become more comfortable with the idea of at least booking temporary accommodation. And I'm thinking, why not look at ways to create more permanent accommodation using similar vehicles, online uh, websites and so forth? Hmm. And it's interesting when you say that people are more comfortable with the temporary accommodation. I think maybe that's because when we're talking about somebody actually being in your home, we're not talking about a separate suite or a separate unit. Uh, Somebody's in your home. If it's not a great fit, at least if it's a temporary situation, you know there's an end date. So that's why I would also suggest that we need to think about how can we create a sort of temporary arrangement for tenancy. When you take on a new job, they don't tell you on the day one, oh, we're thrilled to have you here for the whole year or for the next five years. They say you're on probation for three months. And at the end of three months, we're both going to sit down and see, was this working? And if it's not working, uh, we're going to let you go. Why don't we do the same thing with tenancy? Somebody moves into a house. After a couple of months, you realize this isn't working. You should be allowed to to end that arrangement, not have to give them another three months notice, et cetera, et cetera. So just because we did things in a certain way in the past doesn't mean that we should do it in the future. Uh, interesting. And, and then I guess one of the concerns would be, and not that I'm trying to be negative about it, but then where would somebody go if at the end of three months, do you have to have a second choice on the line or you'd have to have, because the whole point, the whole reason we're talking about this is because there's such a shortage of rentals. There's such a shortage of rentals, but there are a lot of empty, not only rooms, 
There's also a lot of empty suites out there. I know a number of people who have basement suites and they don't rent them out because it's a real hassle to find the right tenant. It's a hassle to get rid of them if they're not working out. But if we knew we could make it easier to marry people up, there was some sort of uh, easier process to select a tenant and that you weren't committed for a whole year or a number of years, I think more people would be willing to do it. So, the, my, you know, you may recall, Jill, years ago we talked about the modular housing, and that was another one of my crazy ideas. Why not set up modular units on vacant land? And people would say, yeah, but what if they need to move to build on that land? I'd say, fine, you'll move the housing to another piece of vacant land. Similarly, there will always be a supply of rooms and suites out there. The trick is to marry people up. Now, before someone says this is preposterous, I can tell you that in the United States, there are a number of organizations that are set up. One of them is called Nesterly, N-E-S-T-E-R-L-Y. Ironically, it was started by a young lady from Cortez Island. She's now based in Boston, and that's very active on the East Coast of the United States. And other people are starting to set this up, and I believe it's just a matter of time Think of it as a cross between a, a dating service and Airbnb, but with more permanent residents. Hmm. It is an interesting one, although I did think about uh, this as well. When we when we talk about ride sharing, and one of the reasons our government says uh, we can't just bring in Uber like it's brought in around the world is because of safety. Uh, if they're saying we shouldn't be getting into vehicles with strangers, I can't imagine they're having uh, support for inviting strangers into our homes. Most of the people that you and I know are trustworthy. There are bad people out there, but most of us, I think, tend to be fairly trusting. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell pointed that out in his recent book, Talking to Strangers. And I think that what we will find is with a good vetting system, it's going to become easier to, to make those arrangements happen. It's not always going to be perfect. There will definitely be problems. There's no doubt about it. But uh, on the North Shore, uh, the Hollyburn Family Services is operating a service right now where it's attempting to match seniors who are looking for accommodation with other seniors who have, have homes. Uh, when I mentioned this to someone, they said, you mean like the Golden Girls? Yes, a little <laughs> bit like the Golden Girls. And again, no, it's not going to work for everybody. Absolutely not. But I do think there's some potential because if we were to try and build the amount of accommodation we currently have in empty rooms, someone has estimated it would take 15 years. There's a lot of vacant accommodation out there. And uh, I think there's great potential for this. And I think people would agree, but what, a key point that you just said was that it's not for everybody. I think no, I think there are people who would say, that's fine if people want to sign on to this and there's the safety checks and balances, but we shouldn't go into an area where people are made to feel bad because they might have an empty room or they don't want to share their home. Absolutely not. But my, and I admit I come with a bias. Uh, uh, my first job was at CMHC, and I moved into a development in Ottawa called Pestalozzi College. And half of the building had six-room and 14-room kind of co-op units, and the other half was all one-bedroom apartments. And I shared a one-bed. I first lived in a six-unit co-op. I then moved to a one-bedroom apartment with a French-Canadian law student. And the reason we could share a one-bedroom apartment is because there was a door to the living room. If you think about it, most apartments we build today don't have a door to the living room. But 
simply by having a door to the living room, it was possible for the two of us to share this one apartment. We shared the kitchen and the bathroom. And I did that for a year until I moved away. So my point is, a lot of people would say, oh, I would never want to live with someone else. In my case, it was not just financial. It was terrific to live with a French-Canadian law student who introduced me to a whole world that I might otherwise have never experienced. And it is interesting you mentioned that because I think it's, a, it's very much a North American thing that we tend to live with our parents. You, many people are just itching to get out of the family home to be on their own. It's not as encouraged or as, as, as norm here to, to have multi-people dwellings than it is elsewhere. You say that, except if you were to go up and down Fraser Street or probably up and down many streets, you'll find a lot of uh, dwellings that are notionally single-family dwellings with maybe five or six unrelated people living together. You know, in the 70s, we called them communes, but I know for a fact, because my daughter lived in one of these, there's a lot of shared accommodation throughout uh, uh, Metro Vancouver, up at SFU, where I was involved with the university project. A lot of those two and three bedroom uh, apartments are being occupied by three or four students. They're all sharing and they're managing. And you say, well, they're students. But it also there's other younger people. They can afford $800 a month, but they can't afford 1800 and the way I, the reason I wrote this column, as you will have recalled, I got a call from a young lady in Montreal. She's a flight attendant moving to Vancouver, shocked at the price of housing, upset with all the scams online, and said she would love to find a room in a house. You know, did I have any ideas as to how I might help her? And I said, yes, I'll write a newspaper mm-hmm. column and see what response I get. And I can tell you already, a number of people have come forward, including one person affiliated with the newspaper, to say, you know, I may have something for this young lady. So if anybody out there was looking to rent a room on the Canada line to a flight attendant for Montreal, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's leave it there. And I, I think you might get some responses to that. Michael, thanks so much. Great to chat with you. Anytime, Jill. Bye-bye. Michael Geller, a columnist in the Vancouver Courier. You can read that column about the idea of promoting more home sharing.